Welcome to Clock Out, the Vicarious Life Podcast. This is for the mavericks in the world who are on a mission to obtain freedom. What is freedom? We're about to find out. I'm your host, Tracy Miller, a free-spirited entrepreneur who has been chasing freedom her entire life. Beside me is my co-host, Jackie Asel, the anchor who keeps me grounded. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome back to episode eight of Clock Out, The Vicarious Life. Super excited today. I have a guest that I've been waiting for a couple months to get a hold of, but he is a very busy man. Today we've got Eric Wixton, owner, co-owner, and operator with his wife, Whitney Wixton of Elite Electric. Um, He's grown, well together, they've grown this company from nothing to a thriving business with nine electricians and two full-time office staff. Additionally, the two of them are getting ready to start investing with a a real estate portfolio. They've actually got a property already, but they're looking to acquire and build a little bit better. So with that, welcome, Eric. Hey, Tracy. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming in. I know summer is a busy time for all of us, so getting, getting you to come in outside of working and playing at the lake can be... Kind of a challenge, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a busy time of year. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So, okay. I guess uh, I always like to give a little background as to what brought you onto the show. And Eric is obviously kind of his career and business is kind of paralleled mine. So, uh, we, we came up together. We've started around the exact same time. When did you get started with Elite Electric? Um, so, we opened up Elite Electrical in 2017. It was actually Jul- or, yeah, July 7th, 2017. So seven seven seventeen. Wow, that's cool. That's pretty hard to forget. Yeah. Probably forget your anniversary before that, right? Yeah, yeah, technically a couple times. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll never forget the first time that I met you. I had called you because you were newer in the business. I was newer in the business. And as we know, we work on building a network. Um, I didn't have an electrician that I was working with at the time. I didn't know plumbers. I didn't know inspectors. So you're just meeting new people. Um, and when you're a real estate agent and you need somebody to come over and do a bid on, you know, an inspection, small job, you call the people that will show up. And for (laughs) for me, I was like, I was told, oh, Eric is new in business. He's looking for new clients. Give him a jingle. Uh, So I remember calling you and you reminded me the house was over on Ottawa somewhere. Yeah, somewhere Uh, over there. Not important, but you showed up and I remember I had my dog, Scout, with me. He's a beagle. As anybody that knows me knows, I'm obsessed with beagles. And you made a comment and said that you had a beagle. And I I just remember being like, oh my God, are we best friends? Like this is, and and it kind of happened like that. I I chose you as my um, electrician moving forward and we have done a, a ton of work together. Yes, tons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the Beagles were the the connecting link between us. So Yeah, you had Cooper (laughs) Cooper. at the time. Rest in peace. Yeah, he passed away last year, but yeah, he was a good pup. April (laughs) April of 2021, I remember it. Yeah. Very, very much. I I grieved, too, because Cooper and Scout looked a lot alike. Oh, yeah, they looked identical. Yeah, he, uh, I just remember Cooper smiled a lot. Yep, he would smile at you. And a lot of people would think that he was growling or like kind of like, give me like that mean face, yeah. but it's like, no, he's just smiling at just, you. Probably thinks chill. you have food. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Fat beagles. Yep, fat beagles. That's scout. Scout is that speaking of teeth. Scout is at the, uh, the vet today getting his teeth cleaned. Uh, maybe he'll uh, smile with his little bright, bright whites after that, but not like Cooper. Um, okay. So anyway, yeah. About elite, I guess. Tell me how you got started as an electrician. I mean, is this a childhood dream? Is this something that you inherited? How did it work? Yeah, it was just kind of something, 
you know, when I was in middle school and high school, everybody else wanted to be doctors and lawyers, and I just kind of thought it'd be kind of cool to be an electrician. I think it's because I kind of wanted to work with my hands, but, you know, electrician's kind of like that fine line where, you know, it's you use your brain but also your back kind of deal. Mm. And so ever since I was young, I just kind of, that's what I wanted to do. And it's, and it's actually kind of funny because even, like, when I was in high school, my senior year, you know, everybody else in my class would be taking the ASVABs or taking the SATs, ACTs, mm-hmm. getting ready for college. And I just didn't have no interest in it whatsoever, you know. And I actually had a few teachers comment and say, well, you know, you're not going to get into college if you don't do this or this and this. And I just kind of told them, like, well, I don't plan on going to college. You know, I'm just going to do Good trades and do that. And a lot of people were actually kind of upset about it, like, really? believe it or not, back then. Was your family supportive or were they hoping that you would do the stereotypical correct path and go to college no no my family was completely supportive of it they they realized that college wasn't for everybody and they totally had my back there so that's good what did your family do what what did you watch your parents grow up doing were they business owners yeah so my mom she worked for the montana power company back Mm -hmm. when it was big and all that stuff and i believe she worked in the stock department i was pretty young and then when all that went out of business she just kind of was like a stay-at-home mom with my little brothers and stuff and then Recently, she's worked for some banks and stuff like that. And then uh, my dad, he, he's he been kind of a jack of all trades. He was a miner there for a while. He was a general contractor there for a while. Now he works out at REC. He's like a welder and okay. all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, so you definitely watched work. You watched somebody that knew how to, to work. You watched. Yep. Yeah, that that would make sense. I mean, I, I always, I'm waiting to find that person on my show that shows up and says, uh, you know, that does hard work, manual labor, tradesman, and says, oh, no, my dad was a college professor. Like, I don't, I just don't know if we're going to see that very often. I think we just tend to follow in. Yep, follow in the parents' footsteps kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, yeah. And they, but so did your dad own any of those businesses or? Um, yeah, so he actually owned a construction company. Okay. And then he, he did that for a couple of years, I believe. And then a position came up out at REC and he said that he just applied for it just to kind of see if he got it and he ended up getting it. But he's still... He still does a lot of work on the side. You know, he still builds houses. He's looking at building a cabin up on his property up at Canyon Ferry. And just, okay. He, he keeps busy. He tinkers yeah. on in cars, like hot rods and stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he, he's a busy body. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense then. So you've seen somebody else dabble in the, the whole business thing. Yep. When you became an electrician, like, tell me about that process. Cause I just recently learned that it's actually an apprenticeship thing. Like, how does that work? Yeah, so there's there's two different ways, not trying to get too in-depth into it, but basically you have a union and a non-union. Mm-hmm. And so the path that I went was union just because my uncle is also a union electrician, so he was just kind of the information that I had. And so it's actually quite the process. So when I was in high school and everybody else was taking the SATs, I was contacting the apprenticeship committee, which is Montana Electrical JTC up in Helena, you know, and so basically you got to put in a request for an application. You get that, you fill out your transcripts, all that good stuff. And then you submit it to them. And then you got to go take like an aptitude test and it's either mm-hmm. pass or fail. And so once you pass that, then you have to go in for an interview. And it's the most nerve wracking interview that you'll ever be in your life, <laughs> especially fresh out of high school. Cause you know, you walk into this room and there's, you're sitting at a table, with 10 people and they're all interviewing you at the same time. Yeah. It's intense. And so after that interview, then they put you on a ranking system, you know? And okay. so like, obviously if you're the best, they'll put you at number one, second best, number two. And then as employers need those guys, they'll just call off number one, number two, and kind of just move down the list. Interesting. So, so I guess, what is the test on? Cause it, you, I mean, you didn't go to school per se, cause that you just learn. Yeah. The test is a lot of math and a lot of reading. 
So basically they want to make sure that you know like algebra and stuff for like conduit bending and Ohm's law and all that stuff for like the calculations for voltage drop and stuff like that. So Okay, so your math teacher wasn't lying when they said algebra will come in useful somewhere. You're the yep. first person that's ever said algebra. <laughs> yep, <laughs> came algebra. In useful. Yep, yep. And a lot of geometry too. And so I actually Oh my gosh. Like when I was in high school, I was actually trying to get into a geometry or a trig class, but they don't offer trig just because I was trying to like look into the future for that, you know, as far as like degrees and bending and stuff like that. So, wow. That's, (laughs) so that's fascinating. I, I, when I went and I picked my college degree, which by the way, I went to college, like a lot of people just because I thought I had to. And I was like, I've got to better my life somehow. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to start, right. That's just kind of my theory in life. Just start something and figure it out as you're, as you're going. But I deliberately picked things that required no math, like whatsoever. So I did psychology because I'm like, yeah, you don't like general (laughs) basic math. Got it. Check. And I, so I don't know, two or three years ago, actually I was talking to you about like how great your business is. And I thought, well, being an electrician would be kind of cool. We need one in our family. So I was talking to my girls about maybe going to be electrician. I'm like, yeah, no math. No, (laughs) it's, you know, I don't know. You just learn as you go. And I had no idea that it had anything to do with math because I myself was like, God, why didn't I go down that road? Oh yeah. I can check that off of my list of things I'm not going to regret now because knowing now that it took math, I would have, <laughs> Oh yeah, and, I would have failed on day one. And if you talk to my wife, she's always given us crap. Cause like when we fill out our paperwork for the jobs that we do during the week, she's like, yeah, all you guys, all you electricians, you guys are great at math. You can do percentages off the top of your head, but man, you guys do not know how to spell for the life of you. <laughs> like, I guess we all spent spell like circuit five different ways oh, and sure. just, She's like, yeah, it's like trying to read like a foreign language. Yeah, she's, well, good thing. Yeah, hooked on phonics, yeah. right? She can at least kind of figure out yeah, what you're out trying to there. say. It's very similar to trying to read my 13-year-old's words yeah. as well. Right now, you just kind of sound it out. <laughs> good for her. Um, on, on that note, tell me what it's like working with your wife, speaking of. Whitney. It's, it's it, you know, days it's, it's awesome. There's days where it's kind of tough, to be honest with you. I mean, for the most part, you know, we we're a team and we kind of get everything done together and, you know, I can rely on her on stuff that I can't handle and vice versa. But the part where it kind of gets tough, you know, is if you have a tough day and you go home and kind of last thing you want to do is be talking about work. And then all of a sudden it just seems to come up there it is all the time, you know, but, <laughs> but it's good. It's good. Like I said, like everything has its pros and cons, but for the most part, it's, sure. it's a good deal to have that support. So, yeah. What are the different roles? I mean, obviously you're master electrician. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of at the point now where I do a lot of office stuff as far as like, you know, I'll bid projects, meet with customers, give them prices on smaller stuff there, you know, answer the phone for any of the guys that have any questions, run parts. Um, I find myself doing some service calls just for like the smaller stuff to kind of help the guys keep up with stuff. And then Whitney and then our secretary, Suri, they just kind of handle like the invoicing, the billing paying the insurances, paying the bills, just kind of keeping all that stuff in order too. Cause that's a whole different aspect of the business too. That I really sure. wasn't prepared for her. So <laughs> oh, well, that's the business part. <laughs> that's of the it. business part yeah. that I wasn't prepared for. There's her, a so. job and there's a business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so does that, do, does she bring the kids to work? Does she, do they have any kind of real involvement with, with the electrician aspect of things? Um, no, not too much. They'll go, they'll go up to the shop and hang out. Like after they get out of school, you know, they'll go up there and hang out while she does a few things here and there. Um, but as far as that, I mean, they just kind of, they're, they're kind of oblivious to the whole thing. I mean, they understand that we own a business, but they really don't. Yeah. And they're like, young. And they're pretty young, you know, they're eight and six. So they're still pretty young. Do you think that they'll follow in your guys' footsteps? I, I don't know. My son might, you know, he, he kind of seems like he might be interested in something like that. So I guess the only time will tell. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay. So 
okay, back to the business aspect of things. Like you said, that's the stuff that you didn't anticipate. How, like, I feel like you've grown your business tremendously fast and very well. I, I consider you, to, I mean, I wouldn't use you if you weren't reputable. I wouldn't <laughs> refer you to all of my clients if you weren't reputable. What do you think factored into that success for you and for Whitney? Um, you know, I've just had a lot of really good support, whether it's from my family or friends, but I mean, even all my guys that I've gotten, you know, they've just been, they're awesome guys, you know, and starting out, I had two friends that were my friends before, but also became electricians with me. And, you know, they hopped on board in two seconds and then they just, I, I leaned pretty heavily on them, you know, so I mean, without their support, you know, I, I wouldn't be here. Same with Whitney. And there's also a lot of behind the scenes things too, like even down to like my banker, you know, I mean, as yes. crazy as it sounds, I mean, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for even him you know yeah. just it's kind of like a whole moving network of people that just kind of make it happen for you yeah absolutely yeah that's exactly like the opening to this podcast exactly what I said you're building when you're new you don't have that network yet and as you if you don't build that network you don't grow yes because you need to rely on them for um I mean because because as an electrician I know I, well I sold you your building so I know that you eventually you grew into um, office space, warehouse, uh, yes. warehouse space. But what were some other things that you guys were building upon? So the kind of the turning point for us was for the longest time, we were just a group of four guys, maybe five guys towards like before we had this China kind of change in aspect for the business. And then, so there for a while we were like four guys and like the biggest project we'd done was maybe $40,000. But then all of a sudden this opportunity came up for me to bid this massive project I mean absolutely massive mm -hmm. and you know I was nervous about it you know because it's kind of one of those things where it's either make it or break it kind of deal you know and so I just called my my guys that I was just talking about and I'm like hey man like what do you think should we go after this and just see what happens and long story short we went after it it was a long process it was like eight months of me sitting in my basement bidding till one o'clock in the morning You're and stuff kidding me. no it was it was crazy and it took forever to get going and then finally we got it and those two guys you know they just they just rocked it, you know, they, they ran the projects for me because there's technically two separate projects and one had one, one had the other. They just, they just did amazing. And then even like the crew that we, because we had a growing size too, you know, we went from four guys to probably 14 guys. To accommodate that specific to, project. To accommodate that specific project. Wow. And there's that many new or apprentices, I guess is what you would say. There's that, like they're available or did you hire them from other places? You know, I actually hired them from other places. I kind of lucked out because then another contractor at the time had an issue with one of their projects. And so they laid a couple of their guys off, which ironically, I, I knew these guys before. So they called me and they came over. And, and that's the other part is even the crew that I had that, my guys were from my existing guys were running, you know, they, they're awesome guys too. You know, they rocked it and they really kicked ass on the project. And then, so, I mean, so like I had my, my existing workers helping me out, the new guys that came along, they helped me. And even down to like, I said with my banker, you know, yeah. I got this project and all of a sudden I'm sitting here looking and, you know, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars of material that I have to purchase, you know? So I went down and talked to him and he somehow made it happen to where they made it work to where I could do yeah. that funding and stuff and get that going. So Fabulous. Like I said, it was kind of a all work in progress kind of for everybody. So yeah, but absolutely. It, but it turned out good. So now we're kind of, we've downsized a little bit since then, but you know, it's still kind of put us where we're at, you know, with the shop and having the multiple guys and stuff like that. So sure. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah. It's, it's funny. I don't think we ever really know when we're going to scale. You don't see it. You don't, you don't know that this 
this big opportunities coming or where it will put you. And I, I think as business owners, that's what we're really good at is scrambling because it, yeah. it, it's plopped in front of you. You didn't, you're not ready. You just jump, you take risk, right? Yep. And you just, you just wing it. And you, usually we come out on top, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're still talking about this in a couple of years, we came out on top. Yeah, we'll see not. what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, before that project, I just plan on maybe hiring maybe one guy a year is what I was thinking. And the next, sure. you know, just kind of blew up, which was kind of also a blessing and also a kind of curse, you know, mm. because I wasn't really prepared for that inflation of a company, I guess you would call it. Right. Cause with, a, with, when you scale, it's usually adding more people and with people come, comes payroll and <laughs> I was going to say else. problems, but payrolls. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause you know, your payroll goes up and then yeah, problems yeah. go up. But like I said, like I said, I lucked out because all the guys that I got were pretty, I mean, for all the guys I got for the most part were pretty good. You know, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of them that were kind of interesting, but sure. for yeah. the, for the general guys, you know, they really, they're really standout group of guys, honestly. So yeah. Yeah. You guys, I have heard that you guys are a pretty close tight knit team. Oh yeah. You don't have a lot of turnover there. No, we don't have a lot of turnover. We're pretty tight knit. You know, we're, we just got a fantasy football league going with all of us and you know, there'll be days where we just said heck with it and just hang out at the shop, have a couple beers, you know, or you'll see us on St. Patrick's day in the float, have the apprentices singing karaoke and stuff like that. So it's a good time. They're family, right? I mean, yeah. you can't, like you said, you can't do what you do without them. So take yeah, care of them. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of how I try and look at it, you know, because I was in their shoes not too long ago. So I try and give them what I would have wanted. And so far it seems like they're, they're happy and I'm happy and it's just kind of working out. So take care of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's take a little shift here. We've talked about Whitney. I love Whitney, by the way. And <laughs> she's, she's, just the oh on her role. That's what I was going to ask. You have mentioned to me that that you're kind of the financial guy. So when, when the next we're going to shift a little bit into investments because you guys you guys I've helped you purchase a property before. It was a commercial building, kind of a mixed use type of thing. And what made you make that decision to start investing in real estate? And and second part two is that your only form of investing that you guys are doing? Um. You know, I mean, it's always been something that's in the back of our mind. Um, I, I guess you'd say I'm kind of a, a pessimistic when it comes to the economy, just because when I first got out of high school, you know, it was 2008, you know, so that's when everything kind of took a turn for the worst. And, you know, I remember having to call my boss and see if I was even working that day when I'd wake up in the morning, you know. So, I mean, the economy has been good for a long time. So I'm just kind of, I'm not waiting for it to happen, but I'm just kind of expecting kind sure. of a downturn eventually. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, I don't want to have all my eggs in the same basket as you'd say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we purchased that building on main street from you. And so far we're looking at trying to do some apartments up in the upstairs. Okay. And then also we're in talks with another, with a brewery about going in the bottom mm-hmm. part, you know, and we'll rent that out to them. And then there's also talks about us maybe kind of buying into that ownership a little bit there too. So it'd be a little bit of real estate plus some minority partnerships and other businesses too. So yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. That's very, you know, varied depending on what your ownership would be or how, how involved you get in that. Then you've got some, some profit coming there and passive. Yeah. Yeah. Just some residual income is kind of coming through. So that'd be nice. Absolutely. Um, tell me about your investing plans. I, or I guess what you like with real estate investing, what you lean towards, what you're hoping to build out of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I just kind of want to, I'd like to get into some rentals, but as you know, now is kind of a tough time to try and be buying real estate at the moment, you know, but we're still trying, you know, we've had a couple offers, as you've know, that didn't work out, but 
we just kind of want to tiptoe in it and just kind of see what happens, you know. Because, I mean, you hear horror stories of people being like, oh, yeah, renters, they're the absolute worst. And mm-hmm. you hear people that absolutely love it, you know. And yeah. I mean, we rented our house very briefly when we couldn't sell it before this real estate craziness mm-hmm. happened. And, you know, honestly, that tenant was great. You know, I mean, we didn't have any issues with her. So we have a good experience on our part. Sure. But then, you know, you hear of uh, the other side of things yeah. too, you know, so. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's always, there's good with the bad with yeah, anything. Exactly. Yeah. What makes you attracted to real estate over say the stock market? Um, I just, uh, real estate's easier for me to understand personally and the stock market. I just, to me, it's, it's easier to have a tangible house or building that I could have, you know? And so what I've kind of looked at is, you know, a rental house, you know, you buy the house, obviously it's going to hopefully go up in value, say, your typical three to four percent, but then also if you have that cash flow to kind of help you out making payments and upkeep and stuff like that, so it's kind of like a double whammy compared to the stock market where you're just kind of waiting for that inflation to kind of go up. So yeah, absolutely. And then the tax benefits—have you started to kind of dabble in that? Yeah, and then yeah, the tax benefits with the write-offs and all the upkeep and stuff like that, and then that's even like that Main Street building. I got to look into it because that's in some special tax zone too. So but like I said, that's kind of foreign to me at this point, but yeah. I'm, I'm trying to learn it. So the opportunity tax, the, the zone. opportunity zone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 10 year thing. We could get into that all, all day long, but <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just it. Like we live in a rural, rural Montana for anybody that's not in this area that's listening and they, all of the different tax advantages or the, the economic grants that they have available to encourage investors like I don't I don't see the stock market offering those type of things those kind of incentives no 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 so yeah well here's another plan to further you know better your your tax portfolio because business owners that's what we're always trying to do is try to level out the the income that we do make I mean we with with success comes money with money comes taxes yes (laughs) so how can you balance that out so you're not just giving it all to Uncle Sam and um, be able to do different things with it. And that's what I love about real estate as well. And it's been, it's been really fun watching you guys get into it. Cause I do, <laughs> and you say you're kind of a pessimist, but, um, tell me about your tolerance to risk. Basically, do you mean like, what am I willing to risk to kind of, well, yeah, like, um, it, I find that business owners in general have a pretty good tolerance for risk because, you're putting it all out there, right? You, you can fail. And if you fail, it's you personally. It's not, you know, if you're an employee and you suck at your job, you, you get fired and you start over. But as a business owner, you throw yourself out there. You're putting your own money, your own um, everything into it. The same with investing, you know, where we have a tolerance level of, um, I like to rank it, your, your people that are going to go in and flip and sell. Like they're, they're, they're buying the product, the house, and then they're putting in the huge amount of money to to renovate it, and then it may or may not sell at that guess. Those are higher risk investors yes. versus the ones that go in and they just buy a one single family. It's ready to go. They may have spent more money, but it's it's turnkey. It's already producing low level of risk. It's probably going to be okay. Yeah, and see, I'm probably right in the middle because I'd like to buy something that's kind of needs renovations, just because then we could have that equity from us doing the renovations compared to where if you're buying already fixed up you know there's nothing to invest in on your part there sure but yeah I mean I was basically told that when you do something if you're not nervous about it then you're not doing it right so (laughs) I mean it's it's just kind of part of the process you know you lose sleep some nights and other nights you sleep like a baby but for the most part there's a lot of sleepless nights like I know even when I was getting ready to start my business and I had to go tell my boss that I was 
quitting and going to do my own thing. You know, I had it all prepared in my head, you know, for weeks. I'm like, okay, this is how it's going to go. He's probably going to say this. I think he's going to be okay with it. Then it all happened. And he, I mean, he was fine with it. You know, he didn't get mad. He just basically said, you know, good luck, you know, yeah. and kind of sent me on my way. But when he dropped me luck. off of my, yeah, when he dropped me off of my house and all of a sudden I'm sitting outside my door and I got my tool bag in my hand and my two kids and my wife sitting inside. I'm just like, oh man, what did I do? You know? <laughs> did they know? Did your wife know that you were doing this? Um, She knew, but you know, we thought that it wouldn't be immediate. You know, we thought maybe that my boss would keep me on for like another week or something to kind of finish up projects and stuff. Sure. And so when I walked in the door and she saw me, she just kind of like, was like, oh no, like, oh boy. here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So <laughs> and what a joy it's been, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's been a good experience, like I said, but I mean, I had a lot of sleepless nights, you know, and then you sit there and worry, you know, okay, well, what if I don't get no work? You know, like, you know, how am I going to feed my family and pay my bills and this and that? But yeah. Next, you know, a couple of years later, you're staying up because you got so much work, you don't know how to get to it. So yeah. what makes it all worth it? Because sometimes we sit here as um, you and I can get into a lot of these conversations when when we're not on a microphone about the struggles like that's everybody knows business owners struggle. But what makes it worth it for you? Uh, I think what makes it worth it is the freedom. And I mean, and it's not the freedom that everybody thinks like, you know, you think if you have a business, you can just be like, all right, well, I'm taking this week off. I'll, I'll see you guys later. You know, that that definitely doesn't happen. You know, the freedom to, you know, if my kids have a Christmas play or something like that, just I don't have to ask permission to leave. You know, you just kind of say, all right, guys, you know, I'm going to be gone for an hour to go do this or, you know, get the kids to the doctor, or mm-hmm. just just stuff like that. You know, you, you have that little bit of freedom and then eventually hopefully it gets to be more and more and more as you progress. But sure. just little stuff like that, you know, and then just kind of, I don't know, and I've always kind of had a weird deal where it's, it's kind of cool just to have, even like going back to the guys, you know, it's kind of cool to give them the opportunity to you know, treat them well and pay them good and kind of see them progress, you know, like even all my apprentices, you know, I have, they're just, they're growing up in front of my eyes basically in a weird way, you know, like one's getting married, one's buying a house, you know, it's just, they're just, it's just crazy to see the transition from when they start to where they're at now too. So. And to be part of giving them that opportunity, you know, somebody else gave to you and we're grateful and we pay it forward and. Yeah. And whether it's, you know, financial and like information that you give them or just even like just some life life advice, you know, kind of just to be like, oh yeah, you know, you should do this or, you know, look into this kind of deal. So definitely. Yeah. We definitely mentor far beyond just the business itself. I mean, yeah, (laughs) and and you're right. That's some of the best joys and um, being involved in their lives and all, all capacities to watch them succeed and grow. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to see them kind of grow up into adults that are successful and just kind of just see them become better people, you know, and it's kind of cool. Sure. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) What is the next step. I mean, you, you talked about freedom is it's what made it all worthwhile. And someday you're hoping to get more of that. Like, do you have a plan for having more freedom to kind of get out of the job and more into the ownership aspect rather than the operations aspect? Um, you know, I really don't have a plan right now. I would like to kind of get it to the point where we are a little bit more relaxed, you know, I mean, me and everybody in my company, you know, cause I mean, I know, Myself, we've been run ragged for the past couple of years. My guys have been run ragged for the past couple of years. So, you know, it'd be Amen. nice to get to that point where, you know, when we first started, you know, it'd be a Wednesday morning and we'd be sitting there and be like, well, you know, I really don't feel like working today. So we're going to go floating. Sure. You know, and we'd yeah. all just load up the truck and go floating. Right. And what's actually kind of funny about that is that uh, when we first started, when there's only like four of us, we were sitting there around the table in the morning and we're just like, man, I just don't feel like being here, you know? And it's like, well, let's go down to the big hole and go floating because we just, Whitney's parents just got a raft and stuff. So, we're like, okay. And I, I was nervous, you know, cause I just started. So I didn't want to like miss any phone calls from customers yeah. or nothing like that, you know? So it's like, I have service. Yeah. I got to have service. So <laughs> I, I, I go to Whitney and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, me and the guys are going to go floating for the day. 
can you just hang on to the phone? And if anybody calls, like, just make sure you answer it. Tell them I'm looking at a job in Wise River. You know, uh-huh. just like, just kind of make something up to, you know. <laughs> yes. Give me permission, Give me permission to have a life for a day. <laughs> yes. And the next, you know, you see, here's us and the elite electrical truck towing a raft down Continental <laughs> Drive, you know, and speaking, I had my Beagle in the center console Aww, and Cooper. all the guys in the back. And I passed one of the other electricians that we know in town while well, he went to call me. And so he calls Whitney and he goes, hey, uh, is Eric there? And she goes, oh, he's looking at a job in Wise River. And he goes, what are you talking about? I just saw him drive by with five guys, a dog and a raft in the elite truck. And she's like, well, oh, he took them all with them to look at the job in Wise River because she didn't know what to say. No, they got to float into this. It's yeah. on an island in the middle of the river or yeah. something, right? So, yeah, that was kind of a funny story. She didn't know what to say. And yeah, because I told, I mean. And I mean, she knew the guy that called me too. So it's just so funny. Like you could tell that she was nervous too. You were, you know, mm-hmm. if she would have known it was this guy calling, she'd been like, oh yeah, they went floating today. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think she was kind of nervous. So she's like, yeah, he's, he's on, he's looking at a job. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. she follows instructions. Yeah. She well. did very good at following instruction that day. <laughs> <Good job with. laughs> yeah. No, that's, that, that's, it makes it worth it when you can do those. Cause you are the ultimate decider. Is that a word? Decider? Decision maker. We'll go with decision maker. Um, we, we've done that too. We, we do a team building trip every summer where we want like to be able to get out and we did floating last year and this year the rivers were just not cooperative yeah they so. weren't there yeah and we ended up just you know kind of canceling it this year and fig- we figured something else out i can't even remember what we did this year um but we like to take a trip in the middle of the winter uh, just you know people understand that if you announce it on your business that hey we're gonna go take care of us we're gonna do some team building and yep. we, like last year we went to nashville the year before that um, Vegas this year we're having a debate between Cabo and <laughs> LA I don't know who would pick LA when you could do Cabo <laughs> but apparently there's some some decisions to be made there but yeah it's you, you you don't get to do that when you're an employee you get to yes and that's and that's kind of the other nice thing about doing this that I've kind of benefited from too is because you know before I did this you know I you know I was you know I was paycheck to paycheck like everybody else you know so like I didn't take no time off work because I couldn't afford it you know sure. didn't really do much traveling but the past couple of years, you know, we've been doing all sorts of traveling. It's actually been pretty fun. You know, we went to Nashville, speaking of which, last year, and uh-huh. Vegas a couple of times, Minnesota. And sure. here in a month, we're actually going to Pittsburgh. So I'm looking what? forward to that. So that football? Football, what? yep. Okay. Going to go watch the Steelers and the Tampa Bay. Kids? Yep, kids okay. are coming with, too. Very So good. it'll be a good time. Yeah, how long <laughs> are you going to take off? Um, <laughs> It's one of those things that yep. you always talk about. You're like, yeah, so... Typically, I don't like to miss Mondays just because Mondays are kind of the crazy mm-hmm. day. But this one in particular, we're actually leaving Friday and coming back Tuesday. But we're on 410 schedule, so I'm technically only missing one Ooh, day of work. So. But it's a Monday. So. It's a Monday. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Just the price of airplane flights have just gotten insane. Yeah. And so oh, we were boy. actually, get, we were able to get better pricing coming back the day later, even though sure. it's against my moral compass to even <laughs> miss a Monday, but I had to, I had to do it this time. So, yeah, but you know what though, as you start to, and you said you're not here yet, but you're going to get there. You're going to start looking at ways to become an owner and not an operator and start stepping away from that. And before long, you're going to say, you know what, you'll, you'll be there in, in, Pittsburgh and you'll say you know what this has been great we're gonna we're gonna take an extra couple days and you'll cancel your flight and come back a little bit later and that'd be nice that'd be ideal you're (laughs) gonna survive that Monday every the world will not collapse the sky will not fall on that one Monday and you'll just start doing it a little more and it'll get a little more comfortable (laughs) and a little bit more fun Just, just baby steps just baby steps yeah and and on that note if you don't mind chatting about I know we'd had a discussion about when we push too hard when we don't take time off because you said this year you've actually taken some time off which is great 
because yes. you weren't doing that. And as a result, what uh, the world <laughs> took into took things into its own hands. What happened? Yeah. So I mean. You know, it's a stressful thing. So I always joke with Whitney saying, oh, yeah, this business is taking 10 years off my life. You know, just because mm-hmm. you have those days, you know. But uh, here back in April or May, I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, I was sitting there. I was sitting up at the office doing some work, and I started getting a pain in my back. And, you know, I kind of went home just kind of trying to lay it off, you know. And mm-hmm. long story short, I ended up having the wife bring me to the doctor. And they ended up doing a CT scan on me. And keep in mind, like, before this, you know, perfect health, you yeah. know. Yeah, you're Perfect young. blood pressure, you know, everything was good Shape. to go. Next thing they come in there and they tell me that both my lungs are actually covered in pulmonary embolisms, which is blood clots, completely yeah, filled with blood clots. And so... have to be terrifying. Yeah, and they were saying that the pain that I was getting in my back was actually... I had so many blood clots basically suffocating, like, my lungs and, like, killing the tissue or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Some doctor shit. Yeah, just some medical terminology that, that I don't understand, don't so... About. Just, it wasn't good. Yeah, so they, they sent me home <laughs> with some bunch of medicine and didn't really know what was going on, but, uh, yeah, that really kind of forced me to kind of step back, you know, and even at the time, you know, you kind of put your priorities and, you know, the, obviously the priority was being with the family and all right. that stuff, you know, and kind of the business was the last thing on my mind, but, you know, it, it survived, you know, I was off for a week at least with all that going on, and like I said, it survived, you know, because like I said, my guys are... They got their shit together, so yeah. it worked out. But it definitely opened up my eyes that I can't be, you know, living just to work, you know. Because, I mean, even, like, yes. when I started, you know, you'd work seven days a week just because you're so afraid to, like, miss out on the opportunity. And yep. So it kind of – the universe kind of forced me to slow down in a way, yeah. and so I've really slowed down ever since that happened. So Yeah, no, and that's good. They're, like, there's, there's seasons for everything. There's a season to bust your ass yep. and build the business, and then there's a season to – stabilize and slowly start stepping away to allow those that you have taught and mentored in to do great things. You hand that, that torch over to them. And then there's a season for just kind of being an owner and doing all the fun things. Yeah. And and, I mean, I guess that situation kind of helped us push the whole investing thing also because it's kind of a fine line owning an electrical company because Montana is a state licensed state. So in order to own an electrical company, you have to have a master's license for, to do commercial work. Sure. And so, I mean, it took me 10 years to get that. And so, say if something were to happen to me, you know, I can't just hand the business to my wife. You know, I can't yeah. just hand the business to anybody unless they have that master's, you know. So, sure. it's kind of a, a very limited source for people to kind of take over and use, you know. Yeah, so interesting. You know, so at least if I had some other investments, if something were to happen, God forbid, you know, at least then I'd know that, you know, my wife and kids could kind of keep that mm-hmm. going and make that money there so right yeah, yeah. until the, until she decides to either do something else or yeah know, hopefully if you've done it right then she doesn't ever have to do anything else because investing is so powerful that yeah you know. just something to fall back on you know mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely no I I commend you for that I think that's it's amazing and I, I mean young people in particular I feel like we feel like we've got forever. Like, yeah. We're never going to get old. Like I, I know I won't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but and, and you just, you think you're going to be healthy forever. You're going to be able to physically do this job forever. Um, you know, cancer will never strike me none of these yep. things that, and, and I'm in the same boat. If I was to, I mean, I'm making this up, God forbid, like get cancer or something where, um, I wasn't able to physically sell for six months. Well, guess what? No sales is, is income for me. I can't, it, it doesn't, 
get yep. done by anybody else. It's just me. They call it like being the golden egg. You're the golden egg of your family. Yeah. And soon that's kind of where I found myself, you know, it's like, okay, well say, or say God forbid something happens, say you get in an accident, you know, yep. and you're disabled for a year, you know, mm-hmm. bedridden, you know, yep. it's like, I'm not gonna be able to make no money. Cause even though I own the business, you know, you still got to show up and do your yep. job, you know, or exactly. having the passive income would be nice because then, you know, as you're laying in bed, at least your money's making you money kind of deal. Exactly. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that kind of, that was a huge influence on me, but I mean, we were looking at it before then, but that just really kind of made us say, okay, we're, we're really going to focus on just some backup yeah. situations here just to kind of protect everybody. So for sure. We're going to make this a solid plan and it is happening. Yes, yes. Yes. Good for you. Okay. Um, well, I guess let's end this on a fun note. What, uh, what do you got going on for fun? What's something that you guys have got planned outside of, of Pittsburgh? What, what is in the next five years fun look like to your family? Um, well, as you know, we just bought some property up It'd be north of town, and mm-hmm. we're kind of hoping that if things work out, maybe we could start building a new house there next summer and kind of do that. And it's always been my dream to have a house with some property. That way the kids could ride the dirt bikes and stuff in the yard and oh, yes. kind of do that kind of fun deal. And then, you know, we we really enjoyed summer. I mean, we got a little fishing boat that we use, and we go up to Canyon Ferry, and we do with this, they call it bow fishing. Okay. So you take bow and arrows with basically strings attached to them, and you shoot those big carp. You know, like oh those big fish. Oh, my God. Carp are so much fun. It's it's a good time. And so we've been doing that. We actually, me and the, some, some of the guys just played hooky a couple of weeks ago and went bow fishing. So. <laughs> okay, good. But yeah. So, yeah. And then just enjoyed. we got hunting season coming up. So I think just kind of, like I said, not just kind of take a little bit of a breather, I think, for everybody, yeah. for the company. You know, kind of enjoy the next winter time and spring totally. time. And then maybe next summer hit the ground running and go from there. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like a solid plan. And um, this... The season has been awesome to experience with you and to watch you grow throughout <laughs> and get to know your family. Even I know we drag your your kids along for showings when we're looking at real estate, and I I, I think they've yet to have really talked to me too much. They're yeah. so shy, and <laughs> they're like, "Why is this lady showing me another one of her houses?" And well, they're not my houses, sweetheart. They're <laughs> oh yeah, somebody else's. Yep, but, yep. They um, get dragged through every building in Butte, pretty much. Yep, yeah, yeah. They're it, troopers. And it's so funny. They'll be sitting there with their friends, and I'll be like, "Okay, well, we got to go look at a house really quick." And all their friends will be like, "Are you guys moving? Are you guys moving?" And my daughter will just be like, "No, we're just going to look at it." <laughs> I know. That's oh my gosh, that's so funny. Little kids always think that I own all the houses, and yeah. and so they'll. Um, this little girl anyway, she's uh, one of my clients. They're shopping for a new house again. And it's been like two years since I've seen them. And she's like, do you have more houses still? And I'm like, no, the, honey, these aren't my houses. You're just and showing them. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. The kid's perception on things. And just, Oh yeah. Yeah. They're just so innocent. They just don't get it, but yeah. it's, it's funny. But hopefully someday they will get it. Hopefully someday they'll be able to look back and see the empire that mom and dad have created and this passive income stream that they've maybe been able to been, you know, not, be handed but to be taught and handed the reins on it and have something to uh, a map to follow on how to how to be successful and and free yeah and and what's funny is me and my daughter kind of have an inside joke because there for a while when I was really stressed out I'm like all right oh you got to promise me because it was like right when school was starting or something like that when he's like oh yeah what do you want to be when you grow up 
So like the inside joke was like, all right, Ella, you gotta promise me you'll, you'll never be one thing. And she goes, Uh-oh. what's that? I'm like, say a small business owner. Oh. And so for the <laughs> longest time, I'd have her walk up to people and be like, all right, babe, what are you never going to be? And she goes, a small business owner. Oh, that's but, so cute. But, I mean, it, it was just a joke. And now she's sure. sitting there. Now she talks about how, wanting to open up a coffee shop when she gets older yeah. and stuff like that. When she's in high school, it's like, oh, you got big dreams there, girl. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she probably will do she it. She probably will do it. Yes. Because you've paved the road <laughs> and given permission and shown the courage to do it. And that's really what it is, is somebody just having the courage because somebody else that they know did yeah, it, right? and just and just having that support, you know, too. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's one thing to try and do it and having your family be like, oh, no, that's a bad idea. You don't yeah. want to do that. And then having somebody being like, oh, yeah, go for it. What do you need? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Go get it. Yeah, so it, it makes the world a difference there, too. So. Amen. Yeah, and then we'll pay it forward to the next generation, and we'll be supportive, and we'll do what those in front of us did to us. Yep, right? exactly. Just kind of build generational wealth and kind of go from there. Amen. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I think we're probably both chomping at the bit because we're kind of playing hooky right now, too. It's like the middle of the day on, I know. A, on, a, like on a Wednesday or Tuesday or what the hell it's day it's is it? It's a Wednesday, yeah, right in the middle of the week, you know. Wednesday, yeah, it's your it's I, your hooky day. I think I've only missed like six phone calls since we've been here, yeah, too, Yeah, I nice. know. We should, let's look. Let's see. We'll compare here what we've both got. This could be kind of funny. I uh, got Nine and one. Nine text messages, only one phone call, and 13 emails. Where are you at? I got nine guy? missed phone calls, one voicemail. Jesus. <laughs> and only four text messages. That's not bad. What are you going to be when you grow up? <laughs> not a small business owner. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for being on this show, and I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. All right.